0: Let's dive right in. What is good everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Spirit Bill Real Talk today. I'm going to give you a reality check, but it's in love. <laughs> and it's also a reality check that I would give myself. So, And I already have many times. So there's that going for it. But the reality check that I'm bringing is because I have noticed a lot of frustration, disappointment, discouragement, overwhelm, anxiety coming from this very thing, that things don't go according to our plans, right? If you made it through 2020, you know this to be true, (laughs) Right? How many things did not go according to your plans, right? So when that happens though, when things don't go according to our plans, these things can come up. We can get frustrated, we can become discouraged, we can be disheartened, we can get angry, right? If that frustration builds, we can lose momentum and energy to to stay in the game and sometimes bail out of things before seeing them all the way through a lot of funky stuff can start generating because of our reaction to things not going according to our plan. So I'm gonna propose a couple of things that could likely, fair warning, bring you a reality check on today. Three things, we're gonna talk about identity, perfection, and process. So if you're taking notes, this would be a good time to grab a spiral and a pen. So the first part, when things don't go according to our plan, Often, very often, this has to do with our identity, strangely enough. So what do I mean by that? I am a visual learner, so I'm going to give you an example of this visually first and then break it down for you. Okay, so you've heard the saying, you've probably seen a meme by now. (laughs) You might have heard a sermon preached about it at this point, but there's a difference between being a thermostat and a thermometer, right? Now, if you just think about your house, I just want to talk about the thermostat in your house, right? There's probably arguments about what temperature we keep the house at (laughs) so that it's not too warm, it's not too cold, and everybody's happy, right? Do you ever come to an agreement on that? Who knows? But what does the thermostat do? Okay, the thermostat is trained that when there's a a gust of cold air, the heat's going to kick on and it's going to get it back to the set temperature, okay? Now, when there's warm air and too much heat going on, it's going to kick into the AC, right? And get it back again to the set temperature, okay? So how does this relate to identity? The, The thermometer isn't really relevant here. I'm just saying that you probably have heard that before. The thermometer just tells you what the temperature is, okay? So when you think about these devices and what they do and their function, sometimes we're thermometers. We're really good at just maintaining status quo, at being so focused and fixed on what's happening that we can't even move forward because we're so caught up in what's happening, right? This could be practically watching the news and just becoming obsessed with that. It could be... Talking about a situation that happened, let's say at work, and just ruminating on it for a long period of time, you're a thermometer. You're, you're giving the status quo, right? But while you're spending all your time focusing on that, you're not moving forward. It's kind of like worry, and worry is like a rocking chair, right? Where you're going back and forth and getting nowhere, okay? But back to the thermometer. The thermometer and how this can relate to identity Our identity operates by what we believe and what we set it at so to speak okay so just like the thermostat we set it at let's say it's 68 degrees okay so if it gets too hot the AC is gonna kick on and bring it back to 68 if it gets too cold (laughs) the the heater is gonna kick on and it's gonna bring it back to 68 now how does that relate to us with identity well Whatever we believe, whoever we believe that we are, whatever we identify with, that often is subconscious. And even if we start a new habit for a good few days, even if we have a brilliant idea, even if we get exposed to something really powerful, we are going to go back to default settings if we have not intentionally set our beliefs. Does that make sense so how does this all tie together when things don't go according to plan this often has to do with identity so for example when somebody wants to be married let's say they want the wedding they want the marriage they want the idea all right of what that that is okay but what about the person that can have the healthy, high functioning marriage, right? What about the character qualities? What about the fruit? What about the investment required? What about the caring capacity, right, that that takes? Okay, so if a person in this example is, is caught up in what that looks like, right? I want this, I need this, I believe that I have to have this in order to feel okay. They are not living an identity that is congruent with the very thing that they desire. Are you getting this? I hope you're getting this. So what somebody that is on the path to marriage, they're trusting that that's a promise for them, they're doing the work to prepare, they're building an understanding of what marriage is about and what a covenant means they're they're developing character to have a capacity to bring something to the table they're managing their expectations right and weighing what their expectations are given what they've been exposed to what they've seen what they've been told marriage stands for there's a lot of preparation before the promise okay so if the identity is i want it i need it that actually if you hear it is desperation and it's rooted in fear so that identity right of of fear is not consistent with the identity of faith okay so it's almost a reverse engineering situation where if you believe that you're a wife you start building and preparing and acting like one now with or without a partner. If you believe you're a husband, you start walking out as a husband, whether or not you have the woman present in your life or not. It really changes how you show up and how you carry yourself every day, right? So keep that in mind. In order to have a congruent identity, I believe that this verse really highlights the how we do it, (laughs) okay? So this verse is actually from Isaiah 43, 18 to 20. It says this, forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. The wild animals honor me the jackals and the owls, because I provide water in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland to give drink to my people, my chosen. Okay, so to have a congruent identity, in other words, to walk out our salvation, to live in the newness of life, it requires forgetting the former things and what? Not dwelling on the past. So what I have found to be the most practical way to do this is not bringing the past with me, not letting that take up too much airtime, okay? Not, not staying on that channel, so to speak, not letting just my imagination be full of past or former things, not talking about those things, not bringing them up, changing the conversation if somebody feels comfortable, bringing it up, right? And focusing all of my energy on aligning with the new thing, okay? So this is also where Habakkuk comes into play and it says, write the vision and make it plain. This has a lot to do with identity. So when we have a sense of who we were formed, shaped, and anointed to be, right? God created us, right? He formed us in the womb and he knew us. Before he formed us in the womb, he knew us, right? That is actually what Jeremiah 1.5 says. So God has a plan and he has a purpose for us. And when we recognize that, our challenge, our opportunity is to live in alignment with a new thing that God wants to do in and through us. Okay. We are ambassadors for God in the world, right? But that only works when we're actually able to be his hands and feet and he's able to flow through us or able to walk according to the spirit and not the flesh. So a lot of times when we're caught up in works, we're operating in an identity that is not congruent with faith, that is not congruent with the principles of God, that is not congruent with God's best. All right. So this is really important to keep in mind. So. If we're created in God's image, something that's helpful here is identifying, well what does God say about me? What what is it that I I carry, right? Who am I? And doing work around that, and then when you follow Habakkuk, right? And writing the vision and making it plain, what are the good plans that God has for me? Right? What are those plans? My old nature is crucified with right so I don't need to bring that forward and I know God has plans for me and he says that they're for my welfare not for evil and to give me a future and a hope so if I were just to give myself some space right to dream with God and just jot down some notes just create some quiet time maybe have some worship music in the background without lyrics, just have some music playing, just get into this flow. Just ask God, God, what are the plans that you have for me? God, what is the vision that you have in this season of my life? What is it that you want to do in and through me, God? Right? How can I get out of the way and allow you to work through me? Because Ephesians 2.10 says that we are God's workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works that God prepared beforehand. So why not ask him? (laughs) And then ask for help to walk them out, right? So as you do an exercise like that, what you start receiving, the revelation that you're given, the downloads that you're given, these great ideas and strategies, because God gives us strategies to get wealth, right? He gives us power to get wealth. So whatever he's doing to bring prosperity, to bring goodness, to bring about his good works, his good plans for your life, jot down those notes. Okay, And then from there, who is the person that you are becoming to carry or express those works and manifest those works in the world? Which is the releasing heaven on earth, right? Who do you become to do that? A lot of times this means sacrificing and letting go of or forgetting former ways of thinking. A lot of times this could be, changing relationships. Sometimes it's location. A lot of times it's the soul work before it's anything on the outside, but sometimes it could literally be a physical location. Sometimes you're called to a people group, right? Uh, So when you get clear about that, then it gives you a divine map, some good orderly direction, right? Where you can start to see, okay, this is where I have an opportunity to learn and grow. This is what's next for me. This is where I'm called to. This is my next action step. It starts to become clear as you give yourself that space to vision, to dream, to ask God questions, to listen for his answers, to wait on God literally in his presence. And then as you live your life, you get to self-check Am I living an identity that is congruent with what God showed me, with what God promised me? So for example, if he promised marriage for you, are you walking that out? Are you preparing for that? If he promised launching a business to you or being an entrepreneur, are you walking that out? If he promised you're going to be a parent, are you preparing to be a parent? Are you parenting maybe even just as a spiritual parent right now? If he promised that you are going to be a homeowner, right? Or so if you're going to have great wealth, are you learning about the finance industry, right? If he promised that you are going to be an innovator in a pioneer in a specific industry, right? Are you learning about that that industry, right? And how that idea is going to burst forth. Are you learning about that? Are you in that environment? Are you connecting to people in that environment? Are you networking, right? What are you doing to help build this identity that's congruent? So that's one of the things. When things don't go according to our plan, sometimes we have to recognize that we prayed (laughs) for God's best. We prayed for God's promise and we're living beneath that call. Right? We're living beneath our own prayer and we didn't want to settle. So God's holding the standard while we align with it. Okay? So sometimes it's identity. The next thing I mentioned was perfection. Okay? When we have this perfectionism trait, right? That's often developed as early as childhood, we've got that going on. We've got to recognize that perfection costs. And a lot of times the cost is your peace. Okay, and often it's the peace of others as well. (laughs) But if you have struggled with perfection, something that is really powerful to keep in mind is that perfection is constantly looking and comparing. It's looking externally. It's not often looking within. It's often avoiding action because you never feel ready. So you kind of just get into this analysis paralysis where you're just caught up in your head and then you never take action because you don't believe that it's going to be perfect. So you're waiting to get more information. You're waiting for something, right? You're just waiting to have it together to be ready, but ready never comes, (laughs) right? Ready is a lie. So what is the opportunity here, right? A lot of times when we have perfectionism going on. What this can mean is we create our own plan. We create our own strategy. We didn't even involve God in that strategy. And all of a sudden it goes completely different than what we planned. And it can feel devastating, right? Because we thought we had the best plan. We thought that we had it all figured out when really we're resisting Life (laughs) and how life can unfold and we're not trusting God here at all. So perfect cost. It costs a lot of your peace. It costs your joy. It costs your energy. It costs your time, sometimes resources, right? It costs, right? So how you can overcome this is by thinking about how you can be intentional and take the action that you know to take. Take the imperfect action, okay? And then also start developing practices if you have not already to manage your energy, to generate energy because if we get ourselves in the right mood, then momentum will catch up. So you want to know how to generate energy and you also want to know how to manage Energy. So when you want to manage disappointment or when you manage surprises, or when you manage things not unfolding the way you thought, that's really important, right? Or when you manage how other people are responding to you or what that looks like, right? So be intentional and take intentional action, okay? How do you do even that? What is helpful is having an outline, if you will, okay? We can call that a plan, but the key with that having a plan is great because you want to have something that you're moving towards. Okay. It gives you a target, which is great. So you do want that, but what you don't want to do is you don't want to grip it and you don't want to hang on to believing that that is the best way or the only way you want to create space for God to show up. Okay. So have your plan, but submit your plan to the Lord. Have you heard that verse before? This is going to save you <laughs> if you're a perfectionist. It actually says, Proverbs sixteen three: commit to the Lord whatever you do and he will establish your plans. So I like to dream it up with God, right? God, guide and establish my steps. Show me your will. Show me your way. I'll outline it and just really get clear in that space. And then I'll commit whatever I'm led to do to him. And I like to say this or something better. Show me what you got, right? Because I'm trusting that. I'm not going to, it's telling me, hey, don't grip this. (laughs) Because you only know part of the story. You don't see in full. We see and we prophesy in part, right? So when you don't see in full, you don't want to hang on to that, okay? Because God has something Great for you, right? It's exceedingly abundantly above all you dare ask, think, or imagine. So keep that in mind. And what this does, it actually trains you to reduce your overwhelm. It sucks in a ton of anxiety out of your daily life (laughs) because you recognize that you're never going to know it all and you're never going to have it all figured out. You're not going to know. But what you are going to have is one day at a time, one moment at a time, one step at a time, okay? So if you have your target... If you know who you are, target being vision, and then the plan, and you submit that to God, you know who you are, and you're living congruent with who that is, and you're just taking the steps, those build, and it's playing for the long game, but where this is an issue and where you want to pay attention to this is what you're exposing yourself to and what you're reinforcing can literally change your energy. That's why you want to manage it. So if you're on social media, and you're on the news and all that, all of those things, what they promise is instant gratification, ads, all of that stuff. They all promise instant gratification, and they deny this next thing that we're going to talk about, okay, which is process. But that's really, really important to pay attention to creating the rhythm of peace and being in that so that you can really see, even in your body, what is happening to you When you're overwhelmed, when you're anxious, when you're freaked out, what are you believing? What are you around? What are you doing? And then you can start to manage that better, okay? If we had longer episodes, I'd be able to dive into that, but hopefully that's enough for you for right now. Now, process. Let's talk about process. I love the saying that God qualifies the called. He loves that, right? He qualifies the called. Okay, so we think that we've got to be qualified. We think that we've got to have the resume. We think that we need the certifications. We think that we need all of the knowledge, right? We think that we need all of the connections, but God qualifies the called, okay? But the qualifying of the called here, this is a process which I don't think that we get. I think that we, in our head sometimes, just expect that it's going to be like this Ta-da! moment where we just wake up and it's just come together right again going into that instant gratification but that's not how it happens when we are being qualified we are being tested we are being tried our character is being developed <laughs> we are we are in the fiery furnace a lot we are facing circumstances sometimes that are offensive or facing things that We've never experienced before, and then we're starting to learn what's in us, right? So that's super important. But as we're going through a process, we're building, we're expanding our inner man, right? We're developing our spiritual faculties. We are growing and evolving, which is so important to recognize. Now, how you know as well that you are growing with God is the fruit of the spirit. Okay? So this is how you can check your character. When you are walking, no matter what season that you're in, it says in the word here that the fruit of the spirit. This is in Galatians 5:22 to 23. The fruit of the spirit, right? So when you're walking according to the spirit, right? It's love, it's joy, It's peace, it's patience, it's kindness, it's goodness, it's faithfulness, it's gentleness, it's self-control, okay? So often, (laughs) we're given circumstances or conditions, right, to produce this, okay? That it's the right amount of pressure, it's the right amount of irritation, (laughs) it's the right amount of whatever to start stirring out the fruit of the Spirit if we're walking according to the Spirit so this is what I want to highlight this is not just personal development this is not self-help and just all your will and all your might this is walking according to the Spirit by the power of the Spirit we literally cannot do this in our own strength that's why it's not by our works okay So that's super important. I really want to highlight that. Okay, so process is where we're being qualified, we're being built, we're expanding, we're evolving, and what I would say to this is, are you enjoying it? We spend a majority of our life in process, okay? So when you think about that, another way to look at this is, can you delay whatever goal it is that you have? to feel the way you want to feel now and not put all of this crazy pressure on yourself that you don't even know where that came from, right? So, for example, a lot of folks are called to write books, okay? Is this the season that you're called to write the book? Because maybe you're just outlining it and developing ideas and you have something else that you're invested in right now that needs more of your focus and maybe that's for the next season, okay? Maybe... You are called to have this ministry center. Okay, is that something that you need to go create the 501c3 for now? Get the EIN number, build the team, get the board members. Is that something to invest all that time, energy, and effort into now? Or is that forthcoming and part of what you're building and growing now is preparing you for that? Okay, so it's really important. We, we don't get a prize for getting to a milestone fast. We don't we don't get a prize for getting there faster than anybody else and we don't have to rush we don't have to rush like here's the thing it doesn't have to be a fast journey to be an enjoyable one and a fulfilling one and it doesn't have to be hard it doesn't have to be hard but we have learned that we've got to hustle we've got to work and we've got to be busy because that makes us look important and it makes us feel good right but that's a lie that's a lie okay not all Quote, unquote, good works are what we qualify as good. We, keyword right? Not God. What we qualify as good is not always God. All right? And it would not be a fun day to wake up and realize that you spent all this time, energy, and emotion going after something that made you crazy and messed with your witness, <laughs> right? And really prevented you from having and enjoying your life in abundance to the full until it overflowed. That ain't life, and that ain't freedom, right? So are you enjoying the process of being qualified? God is qualifying you, okay? But qualifying is a process that you go through to be ready because whatever he could give you, it is much bigger than where you're at right now, and it would crush you if he just operated like the world with that instant gratification. So he qualifies you. He takes you through a process to get ready, to develop your mindset, to develop emotional stability and emotional intelligence in you, to develop better communication skills, to develop better leadership and influence skills, to develop expertise in you, to help you manage your time and your finances, to help you develop in relationships and really understand how to sustain healthy relationships and how to identify those that are for you and those that are not, those that can build with you and those that cannot, right? There's a lot going on that if you rush it, you'll miss it. And the heartbreaking thing about that is as you're rushing, you're likely going to have to keep relearning really painful lessons, not because that's God's choice for you or God's best for you, but because you won't be still and know. You won't get still, You won't develop relationship with God. You won't let him lead you. You won't let him guide you. You're going to lean on your own understanding. You're going to build in your own strength and you'll be limited. And that won't be God's best. So (laughs) the reality check on today is when things don't go according to your plan, maybe that's part of the bigger plan. Maybe that's actually a blessing Right? Maybe that is highlighting something about your identity. Hey, you're not living from wholeness. You're not living from a Christ, a spirit led mindset. You're not walking according to God's spirit. You've got some healing to do in your heart, right? That could be highlighting that for you. Or maybe it's highlighting some patterns that need to be released so that you can truly thrive. If you prayed to not just survive in life, but to thrive, God will gently, Holy Spirit's a gentleman, right? God will gently show you ways where you are still striving, where you are still struggling, where you're still walking according to the flesh, where you still have some patterns to release so that you can really walk out the forgetting of the former things, right? And then it could also be highlighting process, it's great that you're a high achiever. It's great that you're motivated. It's great that you've got good energy. It's great that you're that you're accomplishing all of these beautiful things in the world. But are you enjoying the process? Can you embrace a process without obsessing about the outcome? Can you enjoy the process for for what it allows you to experience every day? For who it allows you to become? Can you just embrace the process without being obsessed with what it can do for you right and this is also can you just enjoy God without expecting him to do all these things for you that's a (laughs) sailor that is a sailor moment OMG okay so God has good plans for your life promises to give you a future and a hope and his promises are for your welfare and so it is a blessing when things don't go according to our plan often it's highlighting something better and it's giving us some feedback so that we can make some adjustments so that we can truly have and enjoy our lives okay oh my goodness I know that reality checks are hard to hear sometimes but they are so incredibly powerful and freeing if you will sit with them allow yourself to feel what you're feeling and just process it just allow that wave of emotion to come through you and allow the revelation and the wisdom to come as well so that you can take the new action so that you can perceive the new thing right and and really just pay attention to all the new things that are springing up in your life no new, new mercy new 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 every day it's always happening will you not perceive it will you not perceive it all right guys (laughs) i hope this message blessed you man i wish somebody would just sit and give me some real talk like that years ago (laughs) There's nothing like having a friend that can see into your soul and speak life into you. So if this message blessed you and you're thinking of somebody that you could share it with, make sure that you subscribe or you follow and that you also copy the link and share it with a friend. I'd also appreciate it so, so much if you would give me a rating here if you loved this. And then as far as connecting, I love connecting. So if you want to get in contact with me, if you really could use some support. I live by it. (laughs) If you can use some coaching, you can visit juliannapage.com. There's some courses over there that can help you, some books that I've written that could help you. And we can also consider if working together would be a fit for you. So you can go check that out. You can follow me on Instagram at miss page, And you can also get more content like this over on my YouTube channel, Juliana Page, as well. All right, guys. Until next time, stay blessed.